0: Wow. It is. Other than jazz, it's the only other real American art form there is.
1: There's a dirty little
2: secret you told Clint Parker to turn around and take off his pants. Yes. And did he? Yes. And I just gave him a couple swats. But he gotta eat the booty like groceries. You do doing this dumbass. Yeah. You fool. Open your mouth like so I can give you this milk. Open your f***ing mouth, man. Gotta do you like my two-year-old baby. The truth of the matter is, you were not a good baby. Well, you ain't seen nothing, my friend. Until you have a flame coming out of your butthole And you need an asbestos diaper To be able to keep that flame From burning a hole in your pants You ain't seen nothing yet And I don't know nothing about it But I learned quick, fast, and hurt You feckless They call her Melinda Brown Duncan, baby
1: That sound like a choice
2: What? Yeah,
0: it's... it's... For real, for real, uh, yeah. I've been drinking. You told me to leave while I'm in my order while you're making out with that slut.
2: Being in the industry with how much f- do you take on your face? Bam, all upside his head. Just slap the b***h f- make you slap somebody. This
3: is terrible. This is terrible. Take off
2: my So kiss my black you not okay. make fun of my nose. They call me ugly. They say I have no friends.
3: Watching other guys that are doing what I want to be doing and I'm sitting on the couch
1: being a loser. It's like
3: the Hall of Shame. Wow, welcome to the Sansbury Show. We're on Rock 106.9. We're online for you at WRTK.com. Today at 7 o'clock, we'll talk to Mark Munch Bishop. Get a look ahead at uh, what I will call the sweep game tonight, game four. I think the Cavs lose, and I think they lose big tonight. I think, honestly, I think Golden State can smell the blood in the water. They know it. They're going to put the foot on your neck, and they're going to run you out of the gym. I think LeBron's mentally checked out, knows he's leaving. The whole city knows he's leaving. Those of us that are, are not in denial. And this is my favorite day all year right now, actually. Okay. This is my favorite day of the year. I've been waiting for this day since the since before basketball season started. Because I'm to believe, at least this is what people tell me, that the most calculated athlete we've ever seen in our lives, the most overthinking player we've ever seen, an all-time meddler, put zero thought into what his next career move was going to do until he gets down to the bottom of the fourth quarter in his last game because he's just that dedicated. I don't buy into Zero Dark Thirty. I don't, I think he's probably got, you don't go from being this much of an Instagram whore to a guy who's not on it at all. You just don't do it. It's an addiction like any other thing. So yeah, you tell your wife you quit smoking cigarettes, but where are you? Behind the garage, smoking Marlboro Reds, spraying Axe on you, maybe she won't smell the nicotine. And that's LeBron James, bro. You don't, you mean to tell me this guy hasn't been on apps? This guy doesn't have like burner accounts like the rest of these guys. He's the biggest millennial athlete we've ever had. You don't go from being on this stuff 24 hours a day to being able to not check your phone. I have my hand fully raised as a social media addict. It doesn't happen. It doesn't work like that. Addictions don't work like that. You don't pick them up, put them down, pick them up, put them down. Dude, you're in. You are in. And this smokescreen that this guy gets the media and fanboys and everybody else should just swallow like, yep, he's so dedicated to my championship, not going to worry about his Supermax deal until the final ball bounces. It's one of the most idiotic arguments I have ever heard in my life. This guy's an all-time meddler. Stephen A. Smith came out yesterday and gave you a list of seven teams that have a shot to get LeBron James. That's crazy. If you think there's any more than four teams, I think you're nuts. I don't think the Cavaliers even have a shot. Who do you think I, the four teams are? I think it's Houston. I think it's Houston, Boston, Philadelphia, maybe Cleveland. If you wanted to throw them in there, I don't see it. As a matter of fact, I think it's those three.
0: It did. Did who were the other teams? Stephen A. Smith had Miami on that list. You know, and I think that's a possibility. I do. Miami would.
3: I, that that's interesting. I, I don't. I, I I couldn't rule Miami out. And there's a there's a good rule of thumb that if things start to leak. Why is it? Because people want it to leak. People want information out. Well, LeBron's the only one that knows what LeBron's going to do. Information leaking yesterday. There will be a meeting with the Golden State Warriors. It will happen. The series isn't even done.
0: There's no chance guys are just making stuff up because... No. no. no so, so, I don't buy it. So every leak is legit?
3: I'm not going to say every leak's legit. But when, dude, when LeBron info leaks, what happens? It ends up being legit. And he ends up leaking it out. He does keep a tight circle, I would admit that. But this information's coming out after they're down now 3 0. Now all of a sudden, this information's just starting to seep. A little bit more, a little bit of this, a little bit of this. I'll meet with the Warriors. I'm gonna do this. Dude, of course, he's softening the blow. And I'm rolling my eyes right now because I've been saying this. For a year and a half and everybody just wants to tweet at me and call me a hater and call me negative and I always say this, no. When I walk through that door to my right and that mic light goes on, my fanboy has to stay in the parking lot and I have to be objective. And if you're objective, you there is no argument that sells me on why LeBron James is a Cavalier. What is it? What is it? There's one that gives you a little hint of, well, maybe. And it's, well, ownership will do whatever he wants. And do you really want to roll the dice on a new owner saying, well, yes, I will do what you want. And then you get there in the moment and then they don't. That's a solid argument. If that's your argument for him to be a Cavalier, I have to hear you out. I still think you're
0: nuts. I don't even think so much. And the thing I will say about the Cavs is have they made mistakes unquestionably, but they have shown no matter what we will, we will do what we can to win. Now, whatever that is, is whether that is, or is not enough. That's to be debated on a year to year basis or game to game basis sometimes, but they'll do, they'll take swings. They'll do it. So well, like they they'll they're,
3: do what he wants to right,
0: there. And so there is something where it's like, well, I, that's something I, as a player would want is as, as, as somebody who's like, well, if you're, if you are a, a radio station, who is going to has a proven track record of accommodating what I want, that's bonus points for you for sure. Um, I don't necessarily think that's going to be enough, especially because of the way the the, 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 the team is constructed right now. Um, yeah, you're willing to do it, but you're going to be extremely hamstrung in doing it in the future. So like I definitely the thing that I the thing that I see is the argument why he stays and this is a stretch, but it's true is that he's a good guy. And he would want to be like, okay, I committed to you and I'm sticking with you. You got, and, a
3: be- you got a better chance of him retiring than playing another season as a Cavalier, if that's the argument.
0: That's that's the only thing that I can genuinely come up with, with like, why would you stay if I'm looking at it from like, what would I do here? What would, what would my move be? The only thing is like, well, my family loves it here and... I, I I'm I, I made a commitment to this place. That
3: St. V argument holds no water for me. None. No, because his kids
0: can go... No, that that's that's one of those things where... And I saw last night, people were like, well, dude, he's definitely going to Los Angeles. His kids have already enrolled in a private school out there. It's LeBron James, dude. If he wants to send his kids to school, school in, in LA, ride. he'll, go to, he'll send a, his
3: kids wherever. I've like, said it a thousand times. They will literally pick up St. V and put it in Los Angeles if that's what he wants. The, the,
0: it's, it's not so much that his kids want to go to St. Vincent, St. Mary's. That's not what I think it is. I think it's more... The that his family wants him to be here, and I think that's going to be the the, if the only argument that I can come up with that I feel like is legit of why LeBron would stick around is that, and that, that's, that's not a good much. One. And that's not it's, much. It's not
3: much. It really isn't. Now, I, I would say the the whole Cavs will do whatever you want because I think I think it's Houston. Been saying forever, I think it's Houston, and I think you know everybody's like, "Since we're gonna do it, Chris Paul wants the supermax, right?" Until LeBron says, hey, buddy, why don't we do this? Why don't you take not the Supermax? I'll come down there. I'll come. I'll join you and and James Harden. And here's what will happen, Chris. You don't have to play half the year, bro. Instead of taking all the money, you take half the playing time. Come the playoffs, you're rested and ready to go, and we can roll. And I think that's what can happen. I also think there's a possibility he ends up in Houston and James Harden's not a rocket. I also think that could happen. I, I don't know how. I don't know how to make the math work. I don't know who goes where, but I think there's a possibility that, that dude, if you want LeBron James bad enough and, and, and it has to come down to moving James Harden, you move James Harden.
0: Um, I'm just going to disagree because at that point, Unless you're bringing in another two all-star caliber players, you're you, you you're making a very lateral movement as a team, right? I there.
3: disagree. I think they pushed. I, I think they pushed the Golden State Warriors as far as you could with those two. And I think LeBron and Chris Paul is a much stronger force than Chris Paul and James Harden. And they, I, I think still not enough. Oh, I think so. I think it could be. I really do. I think it could be, because I think you could attract a couple of older players, a couple of older veterans to come there and and put some ancillary pieces. It can't just be those two. I would agree with that. But the thing that might knock him off that, and again, it's the we'll do whatever you want part of the Cavaliers, because I think Daryl Morey, who's the GM of the Houston Rockets, says to LeBron, LeBron, you know why you can't win, bro? You know why you can't win? It's because you think you're a GM and you're not. After you got your championship, you wouldn't sign your deal until we signed Jr. You wouldn't sign your deal until we signed Tristan Thompson because they're both under your ad agency. They're both under your sports agency. This is why you can't win, bro, because you fought for these contracts that the Cavaliers should not have. Quit playing GM, play forward for the Rockets, and win titles. I'm telling you, he is so far gone. But this argument that he's not going to think about until the air's pumped out of the ball is one of the most ridiculous thought processes I have ever seen in my entire life. There's no way the most overthinker, millennial, in-his-head kind of baby about these issues isn't flipping the coin all season long. What was he doing in those eight games? Oh, no, he played all 82 this year. What's he doing when he's sitting on the sideline? What's he doing when he's driving back and forth to the arena? He's not contemplating it? It's one, of the, it's one of the dumbest theories in all of sports, and it makes me so crazy because of how just juvenile that thought process is. It's crazy. I can't wait to talk to Munch. We'll do that 7 o'clock on Rock 106.9. More Stansbury Show is right around the corner. And uh, I did not go, but I do have some thoughts on The Slayer Show. We'll get into that next on Rock
1: 106.9. The Stansberry Show.
3: Canton's Rock Station, Rock 106.9. Welcome back to the Ray Show. We're on Rock 106.9. One of my teams looking for a championship fell just short last night. Not just short, actually. I believe, yeah, a uh, what, four games to, like, the one there. Las Vegas Golden Knights lost to the uh, Washington Capitals in their own building. They lost in Vegas last night, which sucks. Um, I'm all right with it, and here's why. And I tweeted this out last night. The Las Vegas Golden uh, Golden Knights gave me more winning in one season, in their first season of existence, by the way, than the Cleveland Browns have in twenty seasons. Wow! 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 You go from well, you can't win anything. I mean, you're, you're you know you're you're a new team at it now. I've heard this argument, and it is kind of true. The NHL kind of helped Vegas stack the deck here. They did. Excuse the gambling pun there. There I didn't even mean to do it. I I really did. Okay. But but excuse that a little bit. Okay. And they did. They kind of loaded this Vegas team down with stars. But isn't that just smart?
0: I mean, isn't that kind of what they do with expansion teams? Don't they almost always give you a little bit of like? Well, I wanted to say
3: that, but I couldn't remember. I couldn't like. I I couldn't remember how that worked. But like, because I can't remember what happened with Oklahoma City when they when they pulled them from Seattle. Um, because I know, I mean, Durant was actually drafted. he was drafted by sucks, Seattle, right? Yeah. And then that whole thing happened. So I can't remember how that whole thing went. But one year, first year in existence, did more winning than the Browns have done in twenty seasons. Wow!
0: Now I get it that you know sixteen games in a in a football season. I don't know how many in a hockey season. I'm sure it's a considerable amount more. But dude, that's I don't even know. It's twenty seasons we're talking about, dude. Twenty seasons. That's insane. That's insane. It's crazy. I
3: mean, they were in a championship series in their first year in existence. We haven't been. A- Fine. Let's do this. We haven't been able to find a quarterback in 20 have not. years. Have not. 20- Fine. Leave the winning out. We haven't. Uh, dude, they dude, they have a, a, a roster full of all-stars. We haven't been able to find a quarterback, the most important position in the sport for 20 years. Now, that sounds negative. Yeah. I believe in Tyrod Taylor. I think Tyrod Taylor is probably the best quarterback we've had since. I don't know. Maybe, I mean, maybe Bernie. Maybe. I I, I don't know. He doesn't turn the ball over a lot. He's not a world beater, but he's not going to lose your games. And I think he's probably the right guy to play a little bit and then hand over the whole thing to Baker Mayfield. I kind of like where the Browns are at right now. I really do. When you think about what they did, they upgraded at quarterback, they upgraded at running back, they upgraded at wide receiver, they upgraded at at, at, at you know uh, um the offensive coordinator there's a lot of good positive moves happening there,
0: yeah, I was looking at an article about the browns earlier, and there was a lot of like dude i don 't even know who this dude is like who who right. is this guy like what is what is this happening right now so there is going to be a little bit of when 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 the preseason gets started. I'm just going to be like, who Who are you guys? Like, There's so right. many new faces there.
3: No, I really feel like I need a Browns media guide and kind of need to like deep dive in it. So something happened last night, okay. and I was on the fence, and I was flipping coins, and I wanted to go. And then um, a buddy of mine hit me up. He's like, yo, man, I got pit passes if you want to go. And then I decided against it, but Slayer was last night and it was like slayer and like behemoth and testament and like Thank i think anthrax God. yeah right i mean it was i mean it was a pretty damn good show right
0: it's the uh, it's the it's the final tour it's the end of the end
3: and i've seen slayer i don't know it's got to be eight times i mean they played the agora twice since i've worked there and i mean i just i mean i've seen him a lot and I understand if you're a metal fan, like, dude, I want to go see Slayer. I get it. I totally get it because they're great. If you're a metal fan, there should at least
0: be some level of appreciation for Slayer just because they really were one of those defining mid-80s thrash metal bands with Metallica, with Anthrax, that really took what was rock and roll and turned it into metal. So there is a little bit of like, yes, as, 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 as people who are essentially forefathers of metal, there should be a little appreciation there.
3: Without ever really selling out. I mean, you could talk to me about Hot Topic t-shirts, but that's just making money. I'm talking like, dude, Metallica sold out musically. There's no argument. Now, I'm okay with it because I don't mind sell out music.
0: I was going to say, dude, let's compare
3: bank accounts real quick. (laughs) Exactly right. I don't care when a band sells out because I like the Black Album. But Slayer never really sold out musically. They sold out, like, yeah, you can buy a Slayer pillow at, at Kohl's now, but I mean, dude, just welcome the bands. Well, you can't. Use that Kohl's cash, baby. <laughs> but, but, I mean, welcome to bands making money. But they never really sold out musically, which is pretty impressive. But I said this last night, and fans jumped me on Facebook. But Slayer sold more back patches and iron-ons for jean jackets than they did albums.
0: Certainly over the last 20 years they have. Yes. No question about that. Over yes. the last 20 years, they've sold more patches than albums. Probably more patches in the last 20 years than albums they did in their first 20 years. I would I would stand 100% by that statement, bro. That's, yeah. that's, accurate. That, that's accurate. That's what I think,
3: right? And the amount of people I saw checking in from Blossom last night who I personally know. This isn't just like, that guy's a poser. Poser. People I personally know. Who were standing around with laminate passes. Oh, my God, I'm in the pit. Oh, my God, laminate, 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 laminate. And it's like you wouldn't have been caught dead at a slayer show in 1988. It's like, just become something that it's not. A little bit of
0: a lot of things I wouldn't have done in 1988. It's 30 years later, grown yeah, up a bit. Acid. Appre- <laughs> appreciate things a little bit differently. Maybe I've become more of a metalhead. Dude, sorry, I listened to Rand Rand when we were the eighth grade, Stansberry. Uh.
3: You think I, I now maybe this is my pers- this is maybe this is my perception of, of, of the situation but I would think your taste probably soften not harden as you get older.
0: Yeah, probably.
3: probably. I would think. But I don't know that.
0: That depends on where you start from. I think. I think I definitely started music in a heavier place. Therefore, I've gotten older, and I'm like, dude, I'm not that angry anymore. But like I said, if you listen to Duran Duran in the eighth grade, and then all of a sudden you're in your mid twenties, and your weed dealer starts, you know, he's like, dude, you ever hear this? You know, you, you ever hear this Anthrax? And then all of a sudden, it's like, wait a second, this is all right. That's a lot. A lot of and butts there, everybody.
3: There's this thing that happens. Where you just walk around in public and you see concert t-shirts on people and you're like, I want to stop you. Cool! And I, right. Cool! I want to stop you and quiz you. And the thing is, though, is do
0: you really care if you only know one song? Does that really? I mean, like, you're a Browns fan, right? Yeah. How many Browns games did you watch last year?
3: Well, I'm probably the wrong guy to ask because we pay attention to it for the work, but I take your point. You know what
0: I mean? Like, I take is, your point. Is, is it really, is there really like a line in fanhood where it's like, if you're not over this, you're not a part of us, I guess.
3: Are you buying a shirt of a band who's, who, that, that you like one song of? No, no, definitely not. I'm not. See what I'm saying? Is like, it just, it feels to me like Slayer's everybody's favorite band to lie about.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I'm not arguing with that, dude. I'm not.
3: It just feels like, dude, there's no way all of these people like Slayer. And because it's it's j- like being cool, right? There, 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 dude, there was, there was a, a study that came out that said one in six people in America think they're cool. I don't know what that math shakes out to be, but I know it's too many cool MFers <laughs> for that to be true, right? And I think Slayer is very much the same thing. Like, one in six people t- are telling you they're a hardcore Slayer fan, and I just don't buy it. I just feel like they're one of those bands where everybody's like, "Oh yeah, I'll, dude, really cool, really a re- OG metalhead's like Slayer, so I'm gonna jump in." Looks badass, sounds badass,
0: isn't saying Metallica is my favorite metal band. You know what I mean? Like yeah. it's it's there's there's a couple of things there where where it adds up into why they are what they are. But
3: I also think, watch this now, as and I can't remember who all was in it. Who were the big four? Do you remember who that was? It was
0: Metallica, Anthrax, Megadeth, and Slayer?
3: Well, I think Slayer was the four. Yeah, sounds about right. Okay. If we're right on those four, and if we're wrong, I'm sorry. I got three hours of sleep last night, and I'm stretching. <laughs> <laughs> so I may be waiting ourselves into territory. I shouldn't say. okay. Ready. If we're right on that, Slayer's the worst band out of the big four.
0: In never, my, that's my opinion. I was going to say, I just never liked Megadeth, so it's like, oh really? Eh, they're just not for me. They're just not my favorite of, of, oh. of those bands.
1: Oh.
3: Well, apparently we're going to celebrity boxing next time. We've got to get some celebrities around here. <laughs> yeah, that, that, might be, that might be helpful. Yeah, you are absolutely right on that. So, Russia. Not only did they fix our election, but they have one of the oldest people ever, and you think I'm negative? Wait till you hear what this woman has to say. That's next on Rock 106.9.
1: Show or the Rock Station. Rock 1069.
3: Welcome back to the Stansberry show. We're on Rock 1069 coming up on July the 14th. Fantone and I are gonna separate the badasses from the non-badasses, as we'll be out at Elite Security Systems. And they're gonna put you through the hostage rescue training room. A real life scenario it 'll be judged by police and SWAT members that'll be july fourteenth and i can 't wait for that
0: i 'm very excited um you know Stansbury and I have both ran through this before it 's a blast man it 's a ton of fun um but it's 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 it 's unlike anything I feel like i 've ever done before man there's like such a kick to it when when they open that door and there 's you know that music's blasting and the, and the lights are going and somebody jumps out with a gun dude yeah. it 's
3: wild the winner gets a custom three hundred blackout rifle as well and elite security consultants will be donating all proceeds to the North Coast Peace Officer Training Foundation. For more information and to get registered, visit ESCOhio.com. That's ESCOhio.com.
0: Are we going to two-man it up, you and me, back-to-back?
3: It's like the worst buddy cop movie of all time, right?
0: (laughs) These two idiots bumbling into each other. Dude, we should remake 48 hours.
3: But we're lazy, so it'd be like, dude, 12 hours. Maybe six, I don't know. You got 12 hours to solve this crime. I can't wait to talk to Munch. We'll do so coming up at seven o'clock. By the way, the trailer for HBO's Hard Knocks online for you, WRQK.com. Yeah. I've also posted it at the Sansbury Show's Facebook page as well. And uh, I can't wait, man. I'm dude, the Browns, I do it happens to me every year. I'm like, they suck, they suck, they suck. And then we get close and I'm like, well, maybe they're gonna be good. Like it happens to me all the time. But I said it earlier in the show already. You upgraded at quarterback. You upgraded at ride receiver. You upgraded at running back. You upgraded at offensive coordinator. That is a lot of things, and I'm missing a couple. The
0: thing I'm going to say about that is um, that is a lot of things. That's a lot of moving pieces and parts, and to think that week one it's just going to come out fully functional, probably a bit of like But, yes, I will take your point there. They did. They made huge improvements.
3: Yeah. It's, it'd be one thing if you go, oh, 0-16, oh but no, trust us, we're good. We have it. Where it's like, no, they realized like, they, they had to take some swings. They also have a new GM. You upgraded there. John Dorsey. Can't wait to talk to Munch. We'll do that. So a woman in Russia is 129 years <sighs> old. <sighs> now, I <don't>, I, I, <sighs> now, look, they asked her how this happened. Right? And you know, some people will say, Well, you know, healthy diet, and you know, mm-hmm. I did this and you know, I did this. And then we've seen some other old people who are like, Yeah, man, drank beer, smoke cigarettes. You right. know what I mean? It all depends on you. Like my, my dad's mom drank Genesee cream ale and smoked like cigarettes until she was like 90. And she was like, Yeah, dude, all that stuff's a myth. All that stuff, I was like, wow, well, you know, t- t- I don't know, lung cancer is not a myth. That, that is, is not a myth. That is not a myth. That that thing does happen. I think but, Mythbusters did an episode. Yeah, and that they, is not a myth. They may have wrapped that up. But this one hundred and twenty nine year old Russian claims that she's being punished from god and she also claims that she's never had not one happy day in 129 <laughs> okay. years hasn't had a happy day she's outlived i think all of her children
0: yeah you're 129 of course you have. You had to have. of course you have
3: you had to have right she outlived all her children and she believes god is punishing her and she has never had a happy day bro she was born in 1889
0: 1889. Now here's the deal. Is this like a confirmed, like we know this woman is 129 or is this a situation where we lost the birth certificate and she's really 100 and we just don't
3: know? I don't know, Pantone. Maybe what we should do is take a flight to Russia We'll cut her in half and start start counting the rings in the center (laughs) of her. I don't know. How the hell do you even do that? You know what I mean? Like, I have no idea. I
0: just, I to me, there's going to be a limit on the on the physical body of how long you can last. And, dude, I don't think, 129 is super old. Anything up over 100, you're getting into just, just I mean, literally anything can kill you. So there is a part of me that questions, is this woman really 129?
3: Dude, listen to this. This is crazy. She would have also been 55 when World War II ended. It's crazy, dude. I mean, crazy. That, she would have been 102 years old when the Soviet Union collapsed a generation ago. According to the Russian government, her passport states her date of birth as June 1st, 1889. Holy Lord, dude. It um, lost all of her children except for one daughter during the Chechen Wars, and her remaining daughter died back in 2013. So they're now all gone. Oh, my Lord.
0: I mean, I would say your grandkids are probably going to start dying at this point. Like, you're 129, so you're probably 50 when you have grandkids. So your grandkids Earth? are 70 now, bro. 70. That's insane. If your grandkids start dying, that's, I mean, to be expected. You're 70 years yeah. old. Yeah,
3: I, I, I don't I, – uh, no parent should have to ha- ever have to bury their children. I watched my brother and his wife do it, and it's like, oh, my God. It's like one of the most heart-wrenching thing. And that you'll ever see. And honestly, a lot of people don't ever come back from it, but to have it happen like four times over. And not only that, she must just be old and crotchety now though. Right. I never had a happy day ever. You had how many grandchildren, how many daughters? You They're know, like all that. terrible. <laughs> never once. I, now I have been accused of being morbid when I talk about this. I, dude, I hope I make it nowhere close to that. Like people say to me all the time, Oh my God, Stansbury, you're eating so much better. You're working out. You're going to live so much longer. And I always tell people, I have zero interest in living longer. I have an interest in looking better and not feeling like I'm going to die while I'm living. I'm not trying to extend my life.
0: I mean, don't get me wrong. I think there's something to be said about living to be older. I, you know, most people don't want to die at 50. No. But like
3: 130,
0: 129 years old, thats just, that sounds miserable, dude. It sounds absolutely awful. You know, I've talked about this before. They've made the prediction that the person who's going to the first person to live to be 150 is already alive right now. But like start putting those numbers together. Like you said, at the end of World War II, the end of World War II, you were like a, a grandparent. You're in your mid-50s. At the end of World War II and you're still alive today, that is not the way it's supposed to be. It's why would,
3: not. Why would you want to live to be 150? We're not even going to need Walmart greeters by then. <laughs> what the hell are
1: you <laughs> thinking
3: about? We'll talk to Mark Munch Bishop next on Rock 106.9.
1: The Stansberry Show. I have got to get in on this. Rock 106.9. Joe, Rock 106.9.
3: Welcome back to The Berry Show. We're on Rock 106.9. Online for you, WRQK.com. We obviously know Cavaliers in action tonight. NBA Finals. As a matter of fact You can catch Matt Fantone He'll be at the Jerseys and Belden Starting at 9 o'clock On hand with the Canton Charge To watch that Cavaliers game You'll be there Throughout the duration Of the game Is that what I was told Oh yeah baby That's awesome All the way until The final buzzer hits Jerseys and Belden is where you can find Fantone. You know where you can find Mark Munch Bishop, Munch on Sports? Week- weekdays at 3, Fox Sports 1350, <laughs> everywhere on the iHeartRadio app, and right here on the Stansbury Show Fridays at 7 o'clock. Munch, how are you this morning?
2: Gentlemen, I am superb. and Danny, I'm even feeling better because you're feeling better. But I'll tell you something. Most people say, dude, you're good. You're bummed. Cavaliers are 0-3. Yeah, they're 0-3. No doubt about that. But, no, the sun still came up today. Yeah. Am I disappointed? I certainly am. Dad, you said something to me, though. Okay. The other day that really spoke volumes. And then I said something on the air. Then I turn around and talk to Terry Pluto, of course, the great journalist from Akron who's in a plane dealer in Cleveland.com. And you know what? That is a good freaking team. I don't like them. I don't like them one bit. But you said too much firepower, which is true. You know what? This is no disgrace. There's no excuse. I don't make excuses because we still should have won two of those games. Would have, could have, should have. But also, you know what? They are a better team. Think about this. The next, for the next, for their best of their top starters would be the second best player on our team. That's Not one of them. All four of them would be.
3: I absolutely do believe that. The uh, the Cavaliers are five-point dogs on their home floor tonight. Um, Munch, I'll just be honest with you. Yeah, I, I feel like... This team's playing with house money a little bit. I, I feel like they probably have um, exceeded what their actual ability outside of LeBron James is. Um, I feel like the Warriors can smell blood in the water, and I expect foot on the pedal, foot on your throat, and I think it's probably over pretty early. Am I crazy?
2: Uh, you're never crazy, but you're wrong. Oh. I hope.
3: Wow. <laughs> well, I, no, for the record, I want to be wrong. But yeah, I just yeah. I, I feel sweep coming, man. It just feels like it's setting up for that.
2: You know what, man? Should have set up for it. It certainly should. I cannot bring myself to think about those guys, A, celebrating on our court, B, Ugh. having to listen to Steph Curry about his locker room smelling like champagne the rest of the time Agreed. as we go along. Oh, everything points that way. And, Dan, you just said something else. And I want people to treasure this. Talking to national people all week treasure on the me. show, you know what they all said? They What's... said, dude, why are you all flipping out? No one. No, I said, well, I did. They said, okay, much you did. No one had the Cavaliers going to the finals. They go, you've exceeded all expectations. I like you know, look what they did. They changed the roster. Uh, you know, this nice. came down, that came down. And uh, but for people, too, when they come out in Yahoo Sports, which, you know, I don't know, they get uh, the homeless guy who told Haslam to draft Johnny, uh, Johnny to write articles for him, okay? <laughs> that, you know, it's incompetence with the organization. My golly, is that mean Jim Kelly? the Bills were incompetent, okay, being the second best team? Absolutely not. Not I'll tell you, man, be there. Won't be able to scream as much as I want to in press row, but the bottom line is you know, Cavaliers find it in some way, shape, or form to get it done tonight.
0: Yeah, I mean, don't get me wrong. Expectations do set happiness. I think that's true across the board right there. And if you were being realistic with the Cavaliers this year, they exceeded expectations. But I think that's hard for people to be realistic when you have LeBron James on your team. And I know it sounds crazy, and I know it's not likely to happen, but this, what stands in front of us today is an opportunity for LeBron James to have the greatest comeback in the history of sports. I don't know if it's going to happen. I don't necessarily think it's going to happen, but it could happen, and it would start tonight. And what do you think the Cavaliers have to do tonight? Not to win the series. I'm talking about Game 4 of the NBA Finals. What do they have to do tonight to take that first step to making the greatest comeback in sports history? Got
2: a Nancy Kerrigan (laughs) 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 Kevin Durant. Well, number one, we do know that LeBron has based so much of what he has done on legacy, okay? Let's just worry about, okay, here's what. Number one, Matthew, win the first quarter, win the second quarter, win the third quarter, or go even in it because that's the Warriors' quarter, and win the fourth. Number two, the time has come. Even though he was golfing yesterday with David Aldridge, he being J.R. Smith usually comes out and has a good, good game. Cavaliers need to start. Rodney Hood at the two-guard, all right? He proved just. And, guys, you know what? Please, people should lose their microphones if they just say stuff to say stuff. I had somebody in town, you know what i saying? It'll be a miracle if Rodney Hood contributes in any way, shape, or form. You know what? It was this year a reality where the kid scored over 17 a game starting for Utah. But, guys, do you know what the worst part about this is? And this is what cost them the first two games, or, the, or games one and game three. And I'm tossing out the fact Interesting, they didn't shoot any free throws, right, in the first half. Yeah, that is interesting. The thing is, this they're not doing some little things that they could do box out and get a rebound. Don't give them a second chance, okay? Take baseline from a guy. That stuff takes no skill. And, guys, I'm not going to pin it on him, but really, one of the big, big reasons. Too, so, you know, we can add up. Here's why they've lost: one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. It's something I never thought I would say because you treasure what the guy means, you treasure his hustle. But my golly, Kyle Korver makes two, three threes, which for him is not out of uh, uh, the realm of possibility in either of the games. So he makes two in game one, two in game three, three in game two. You know what? The Cavaliers are sitting right now where Golden State is once again hindsight 2020, but you know what? You have to look at it, because when you make changes, you have to find out what went wrong and what you need to change.
3: We're talking to Mark Munch, Bishop Munch on Sports, catching weekdays, 3, Fox Sports, 1350, everywhere on the iHeartRadio app. Munch, you bring up Kyle Korver's name, and I've been head-scratching on this. It seems to me when you're playing the Warriors that it is a race to shoot as many three-pointers as you possibly can. And I think Kyle Korver should be playing more. Am I wrong?
2: You know what? Game one in Boston Series, I would have said, You're exactly right. Bro, he has not done anything. He cannot even work hard enough to get open. I'm, I'm sure they're, they're a great defensive team. But, you know, what? even the other night, man, when he lost, was, was he, 0 for 4 for 3? He's you've got to come out, man. I mean, where do you want you to go? You know, I even said, JR goes 0 for 2, 0 for 3, that's one thing. if he goes 0 for 5, then he's got to go out. Corfer is a three point shooter and needs to shoot needs to hit three-point shots. It's as simple as that. Oh, it's going to be fun tonight, guys. There's going to be some nerves. There's going to be some tension. And uh, we'll have to see what comes up. But again, If they just do some things they're capable of doing, they'll head back to Oakland.
0: It is uh, it's already sweaty palm time in the WRQK studio, so I can only imagine if the queue it's the same way. But dude, honestly, I think LeBron, at the very least, probably feels a little bit of pressure off his shoulder today as opposed to going into game two, going into game three, because I think he is big enough for these moments. Other guys maybe not necessarily so much. Um I, I want to have a sense of optimism with you, Munch. I do. Um, but I also want to have a sense of realism here. I'm being realistic.
2: I, I really I, am, guys. If I didn't think they could do this, because they gotta have some kind of self-pride. You know what, man? You just took my girlfriend. Please drive away before you start making out in the car, okay?
0: If the Cavaliers are are, are not able to, well, let me rephrase that. If the Warriors are yeah. able to win one of these next four games, they're NBA champions for the third time out of four years. Is that a good or bad thing for the NBA?
2: You know, I think it's great. You know why? Think of it. whether we don't like them on the internet, right? Here's why. When we look back at the game, what do we talk about? We don't talk about the, the San Diego Clippers who are not all longer around. We don't even talk about the Atlanta Hawks. We don't talk about, you know, uh, the Washington Capitals until maybe the Washington Bullets. We talk about the great Celtics teams, the right. great Bulls teams, Lakers the bad boy Pistons teams, the San Antonio Spurs mini-dynasty with the Admiral and Duncan. Oh, Those are the things we wax poetic about. What do we talk about baseball? Love them or hate them? You know, the pinstripes, the Yankees. In in football, you talk Packers, Cowboys, whether we like them or not. Patriots. Yeah, it's great for the game because it gives you something to put you up on a pedestal and puts the game up higher than it, it may even be.
3: You know what I always say is that dynasties in sports are like a sex scandal. Everybody, tells, every, everybody, tells, everybody says how they're sick of it, and yet every publication that runs the sex scandal, their numbers increase. People always tell you, oh, I don't want it, oh, I don't like it, I don't like it. But then when it's on TV, what do you watch? You watch Tom Brady. You watch the Steelers because they're good. It's, it's like, I, now, I do worry that there's imbalance in the NBA, though.
2: I do. Oh, there's I, no doubt. I, there's and, no doubt.
3: And I would have to imagine in this offseason, they are going to get together and go, what do we do here? Because we can't tell guys not to go play with other guys. You can't do that. But what we don't don't want is one good team in the West, one good player in the East for the next two years. So what can they do to bring maybe a little bit more parity into the NBA?
2: Well, number one, there's a draft, which in basketball means much more, except the quarterback in football, when you get it right, yes. means much more than any sport because only five guys are on the court at one time. It's choosing that guy properly, correctly. A lot of incompetence out there, guys. Oh, by the way, we've seen it with the Cavs years, with Anthony Bennett, with Tragic Langdon. <laughs> I can keep going. Yeah, on and on and on and on with things like that. Guys, I do have to get this out. Okay. And, again, right now, you could throw ten names out there. But I do know for a fact the Cavaliers, LeBron, LeBron's concentrating on winning games, already have had conversations. Who do we need to get to, A, keep you here, and, B, put this team over the top to go to the finals for a fifth year, and also, two, make sure that, uh, you know, we get better, you stick around, all that. There have been conversations already about that. What do we have? You know, who, we've got a, a, you know number eight in the draft you got a couple of young guys that you just brought in, although I see Hood being our starting two for quite a while. And you know what, man? The much-maligned Kevin Love. could we'll be going by. bye If I'm him, I have no problem with that because he has been the whipping boy. Hell, he was the whipping boy the other night again, and he had a great, great game. I agree. I saw somebody. He he had one defensive lapse late in the game. And guess what? That was the first thing I saw in one of the publications. is similar to the Yahoo's forcings. Guys, also got to hit you with... The Brown signing Duke Johnson is unbelievable. People say, Munch, they have Hyde, they have Chubb, uh huh. Could you imagine Duke Johnson and Jarvis Landry both in the slot? Could you imagine Ooh, Duke Johnson and that. Hyde in the eyes, something of that nature? This is a big signing showing that John Dorsey knows his stuff.
3: Wow. Actually I never thought of it that way, but you're absolutely right. Munch, I got one more question. It is Cavaliers. Sir, I'm yours. It is Cavaliers related, and I would be remiss if I didn't ask you. Is LeBron James a Cavalier next
2: season? I say yes, and I may be one of the few. Yeah, I think you're. I think you're one of the few. I think- <laughs> you know what I mean, bro? Hold on. I always swim upstream. Call me Mr. Coho Salmon.
3: I uh, well, yeah, absolutely. We will. That's Mark Bishop, Munch on Sports. Catch him weekdays at three. Fox Sports thirteen fifty everywhere on the free iHeart Radio app, and you can catch them Fridays right here seven o'clock on the Stan's Show. Have a great weekend, Munch. We'll talk to you again next week.
2: Gentlemen, you too, and and everybody remember this. These guys don't owe me any money. We're lucky to have them on the air. Yeah,
3: you're damn right. You're lucky. (laughs) Damn right you're lucky. Obviously, we're the lucky ones in that scenario. Uh, You better cling to those vape pens as hard as you can get, because they're going bye bye And I'll explain why next on Rock 106.9.
1: The Stansbury Show. That guy knows how to party. Rock 106.9. Rock 106.9.
3: Welcome back to the Sainsbury Show. We're on Rock 106.9 NBA Finals Game 4 this evening. Join Fantone, Jersey's Belden, 9 o'clock. He'll be on hand with the Canton Charge. He'll be watching the entire game with you at Jersey's in Belden starting at 9 p.m. this evening. Also coming up on uh, July 14th, Fantone and I are going to find out which members of the Sainsbury Show audience are the real badasses. As we'll be at Elite Security Consultants. And they're gonna put you through the hostage rescue training room. Now, Fantone and I both did this. They put you, dude. You get like a bulletproof vest. You get like you get a gun. Now, it's it. it I will say they are painted a different color, and you are shooting not blanks. It's rounds that are filled with but I believe it's laundry detergent.
0: Yeah, it's like a uh, powdered colored laundry detergent. From what I remember. That's, yeah,
1: yeah.
3: And they fire at you, and you fire back at them. And they teach you how to clear a room. And, um, obviously, elite security consultants is a security company, and they'll uh, and they're hiring constantly.
0: I think there's so many dudes out there who're like, yeah, man, I'm a badass. Yeah, I'm a badass. I could do that. I could go out there and do it. This is your opportunity to prove it, man. I mean, get one of your buddies, uh, come up, come up with the plan, come up with the hey, this is you know, this is the squad right here. And dude, there's so many kick-ass prizes, and of course, like the ability to prove yourself as a badass, dude.
3: When I had my first meeting there, they said, "How are you going to position this to your audience?" And I said, "Dude, I'm going to go on the radio tell guys they get to play Die Hard." Yeah, uh, (laughs) yeah, like that. That's what I'm going to do. Like, you know, it's it's you be Kaye time dude that's what i'm gonna tell
0: them i mean don't get me wrong like going to the shooting range is fun it's a release it's a it's that adrenaline kick but this is different dude This is at a human
3: this is different yeah the winners will get a custom 300 blackout rifle you can get registered find out any any and all information at escohio.com that's escohio.com i am so very hesitant to talk about what we're getting ready to talk about right here okay we can uh, skip it. <laughs> I no. Don't care. All right. We really can't right. because this affects a lot of people listening. Okay. Or it will down the road, I believe. And every time this subject comes up, people this is one of those things that that people do and I don't agree with it. I don't really like it. I don't do it. I find it to be kind of silly. And instead of people going, "Oh, okay, well that's just what he thinks." They take it as a personal attack on them. And I guess I get that, not really, but whatever. Okay. okay this is vaping now i quit smoking cigarettes five years ago over as a matter of fact it's about five and a half now and people ask me all the time how'd you do it by deciding to do it i don't believe there's a snake oil i don't believe in shortcuts i believe in the hard work put in and results come after that it's just what i believe doesn't make me right it's just what i believe and i guess the thing about quitting smoking i mean like
0: You're just not doing something. Is it really hard work? You know what I'm saying? Like, is that, is that, is that like, yes, it's the same thing as going to the gym. I I don't know. I don't know. I quit smoking and I don't view it as like, boy, this is hard work.
3: Yeah, but dude, this is one of those things that affects people differently. Like you could kind of like here, if we took the the next week off, you could go on vacation, smoke like a pack of cigarettes. You come back and you wouldn't have a problem.
0: Smoke a
1: pack a day. Yeah.
3: If I smoke a pack of cigarettes, bro, I'm back at a pack and a half a day. So I think it affects people differently. Um, So for me, it was work. Maybe not so much for you. Okay. But I believe there is no shortcut to this, that if you want to quit, you quit. You just do the thing. Just do it. People ask me all the time, how'd you do it? Well, A, a beautiful woman asked me to. So I said, yes, she was a cancer survivor. She asked me to, I said, yes. And I was like, well, I'll attempt it. And then one day turned into two, two turned into 10, whatever. And here we are five and a half years later. It's a decision. Now, the wolf is at the door. I was playing golf yesterday and a bunch of my buddies smoke cigarettes. There we are, dude. You know, you you, you got a Captain and Coke in your hand. Everybody's smoking cigarettes. I wanted to smoke cigarettes, and I had to decide not to do it.
0: With any addiction, dude, it's always right there, just waiting, just waiting for the slightest crack in the door where it can just come barreling in at you. But it's there, yeah.
3: Now, part of my problem with the vaping community is not the people who do it. It's the people who are behind the industry, because I feel like they're getting away with it. I feel like they're getting away with a total and utter scam. Okay, and here's why. Finally now, San Francisco is getting ready to ban the sale of all candy-flavored tobacco-style products. I remember when I was growing up, Joe Camel was in the crosshairs of America, man. You got a cartoon character slinging cigarettes in America. No wonder all these kids smoke. And now you got this new operation out there telling kids, well, it's safer than cigarettes, even though we're finding out more and more every day. No, it's really not. These things explode in your faces. They explode in luggage. People have had their lips burned off. We're finding out more and more about popcorn lung and there's like wet lung is like another one of these things. More and more people are like, no, but this study, and I always point them back to the study that was done at Harvard that says it's absolutely dangerous, and people are like, well, that's Harvard, and I'm like, well, if we're, gonna, if we're just going to roll our eyes at Harvard, then I don't, know, I don't know how to convince you from there. But I feel like this industry is like selling OG Bubba Kush, and OG this, and watermelon this, and this, and it's tobacco products, and if we can't have a cartoon character doing it, then why am I allowed to have watermelon slide? Is this...
0: I mean, at the end of the day, these are not tobacco products. There is no tobacco in this equation. Is that going to be a part of how, like, well, you can't, t- you know what I'm saying? Like, there it- is
3: nicotine in it, though, right? Right.
0: But I mean, we're not. If we're, are we talking about nicotine products now, or is it, you know, to me, there's there's a little bit of like, well, I'm not selling tobacco, dude.
3: Yeah, I mean now. Now, look, they're also looking into like these flavor type cigars yeah. and like that kind of stuff. They're going to look into that. Tobacco products are flavored to taste like candy, fruit, chocolate, vanilla, and honey. They even say menthol. Obviously, we've seen that with cigarettes. People always said that that would make you know kids smoke cigarettes. I'm not. Sure. I. I don't know. I mean, I, well, I guess I was smoking menthol cigarettes as a kid, so maybe. Does menthol count into this? Yeah, I mean, I, I would have to think it would, right? I. I. It's because you know what it is that you, you're making something non pleasurable pleasurable.
0: So it's any flavoring added to uh, to me. We're getting into a really gray area because, like, a, a Marlboro Light is more pleasurable to me than a Marlboro. You know what I'm saying? So now is it like, well, now you're stepping back to flavor that it just seems like a lot of a lot of gray area, a lot of room
3: for overreach here. There definitely is because the next argument's going to be the alcohol, right? That's right. going to be the next one. And here's the thing, dude. Like I said this when it came out, those. <laughs> And I hate to demonize a company, but those root beers and the, and the mountain mist style, like these drinks... Dude, it's like high potent alcohol and you can't taste the booze in it. At least when I was growing up and you had a, you know, paper bag around Mad Dog Ugh. and they told you it was strawberry Ugh. banana Ugh. and you open it, you still knew it was Mad yeah. Dog, bro. Sun yeah. Country always tasted like butt and you know it. It did. They weren't hiding it in that melon <laughs> container, the blue two liter or whatever, the green shaded two liter. It still tasted it terrible. like butt. But now, dude, booze tastes awesome. So what I'm saying is your kid, if you go out to dinner, your 11th grader can have two girls come over, feed them that kind of booze, tell them it's soda, and next thing you know, you got date rape going on. Yeah. We do need to look at this.
0: I mean, I drank, uh, I was I was drinking those fruit punches over the weekend, and they just literally taste like fruit punch. No like, burn of
3: booze, Nope, right? none at all. It's crazy. None at all. I mean, maybe you at You the... little lucky bastards. <laughs> do you have any idea what it was like to shimmy a lock <laughs> off of a cabinet and have to slug down Canadian, like, mist whiskey? You terrible. little... Oh, God. It's terrible. Just, I just want to rip your little millennial face off for how lucky you get. But they're, they're, they are focused right now with this on the cigars, the cigarellos and even like the chewing tobaccos and like that kind of thing. And people are saying, well, well you know, dude, these e-cigs, man. I mean, it's got nicotine but no tobacco and they're you know, they're sparking debate. But, dude, I don't believe that vaping is any safer than smoking cigarettes. I think it's like anything else, dude. The science is going to go back and forth a 100 times. We have flipped the science on eggs in this country 10 times. Butter has gone back and forth 10 times. Sugar has gone back and forth a couple of times, although the jury's in on that one. Sugar is terrible. It is to be avoided at all costs. So I'm telling you, I think this science is going to go back and forth with vaping six, seven, eight more times. And in the end, I'm telling you, just mark my words down. June 8th, 2018, when we close the book on vaping, we are going to find out it's Almost as dangerous as actual smoking. I don't know about the same exact thing, but I think it's going to be closer than not. And anytime any one of you vapors feels like I'm personally attacking you, even though I'm not, every time you feel like you get attacked, you always send me this half ass science from BuzzFeed, and I combat you with Harvard, and you always go, well, I mean, Harvard. It's like, guys, you can't roll your eyes at Harvard. It legitimately is Our next level institution. Like, it's like, it's one of the benchmarks of higher education in this country. You just can't laugh off Harvard. More Sansbury show and another controversy. You know what? Actually, we're going to skip that because we lost another celebrity. And Fantone sent me some data this morning on something that I was completely wrong about my entire life. We'll get into that next on Rock 106.9.
1: The Stansberry Show. We may not be a global epidemic yet. On iHeartRadio. This is a dream come true. Canton's Rock Station. Rock 106.9. This report is brought to you by UMA Office. Rock 106.9.
3: Welcome back to the Sandsbury Show. We're on Rock 106.9, July the 14th. Fantone and I both will be out at Elite Security Consultants. July 14th. We're going to find out which one of you is an actual badass, as we'll put you through the hostage rescue training room. This is a real-life scenario, and you'll actually be judged by police and SWAT members, not Fantone and I. (laughs) Well, you'll
0: be judged by us, which is not in this
3: thing. Yeah, well, I roll the hell out of you. But real-life police and SWAT members will tell you how you've done. It's basically you go in, you're loaded down in riot gear, and you are to clear multiple rooms, and they attack all your senses. There's really loud music, there's flashing lights, and you're like, dude, you're kicking doors. And, dude, you're taking doors, and, like, you're checking perps. There's, like, there's <laughs> needles laying around. Like, dude, you got to be careful. They're running you through what it's like for cops. And I think this is a cool thing for people to do, and I also think it's an important thing to do. Because one, of, being a cop is one of these jobs, man. We just judge it. We judge it, and yet we have no idea what it's like. And I had a completely eye-opening experience after doing that. So on July the 14th, Fantone and I will be out at Elite security consultants the winning the winner sorry gets a custom 300 blackout rifle you can get registered find out all information at escohio.com that's escohio.com the first 10 registrations receive a tactical concealment bag as well sad news to report as anthony born has died at the age of 61 and they're calling it suicide they, uh, I have a statement here. It is with extraordinary sadness that we can confirm that the death of our friend and colleague, Anthony Bourdain. CNN has uh, released that in a statement, obviously, as he was a contributor to their network. That guy had visited 80 countries to do his shows. 80. I had had the, um, the opportunity to interview Anthony Bourdain a couple of different times. Um, I believe three separate times. And uh, interesting guy. I tried getting through one of his books. Little pretentious for my taste. Um, you know what I mean? One of those guys. But he was really good friends with the Queens of the Stone Age guys. Like he and Josh Homme were like really tight. And uh, so I watched that episode that one day and uh, of one of his shows, and he liked good music. He, w- he was well-traveled. He was a jujitsu, like, master, they say. Like, he was really good at that. Didn't pick it up until late in life. But here we are, man. The guy's 61. Again, we say it all the time. You can look at these people, dude, and they can have it all. And you can look at their life and wish you had that life but you just don't know what people are going through. And if you're struggling with it, 1-800-273-8255 is a hotline you can call to reach out and find some help. I'm a little sad to hear about Anthony Bourdain, man.
0: It um you know, you said a little bit of pretentiousness when you tried to read his book. I think it was almost impossible for him not to come off as pretentious when you're traveling the world eating exotic foods. You know what I'm saying? There's gonna be a little bit of like screw well, yeah, look s- at what you're doing. Screw you, yeah, dude. Yeah, look at what you're doing. Uh, of course. Um never really got into his shows, never really um you I'm know. I am
3: surprised you're not more of a cooking network person than <laughs> like those kind of shows person.
0: I really like to cook. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. But, but I don't know, something about it just seems I don't know, like, like why am I watching this? Other than, like, I'll watch, like, a Tasty video because it's like, oh, there's an idea. 40 seconds.
3: Right. Now but I, I know how to do it. But
0: but an hour long of, like, hey, we're gonna go walk around Cambodia and, and show you what the locals eat. I'm not necessarily into that. Um, oh,
3: I don't like street eats and, like, that kind of stuff either. No. I
0: think with, uh, I think with, with Kate Spade and now Anthony Bourdain, um, you know, I'm not a real big believer in, like, well, things happen in threes. I forgot about Kate Spade. But what? I will say that that concept of suicide can certainly go viral within certain Sex of communities and you know I, i'm not trying to link you know the two things together um but you're right there is this th-
3: idea of celebrities where
0: well everything's perfect everything's great everything's no. fine not, not not always the case you there. gotta
3: remember what a celebrity is a lot of times is somebody searching for a spotlight thinking that's going to fix the internal thing that's wrong with them Oh, I'm an outcast or this. If people don't get me, I don't know where I fit in. And if I just get popular, then these feelings inside my my body and my head will go away. And, of course, they do not. They go away in a doctor's office. They go away by reaching out and getting some help. If you feel like that, dude, you're not weak. You just need to talk to somebody about it. And, again, the Suicide Prevention Hotline, 1-800-273-8255 on that. Terrell Owens... Dude, I have been I have been a proponent for you. I have said for years you should be in the Pro Football Hall of Fame, and you just can't do things right. We'll, we'll get into what T.O. had to say next on Rock 106. Rock 106.9. Welcome back to the Sandsbury Show. We're on Rock 106.9. Coming up at 9 o'clock, you can text your way into the 2018 iHeartRadio Music Festival. Mm-hmm. It's the mm-hmm. festival.
0: Yep. They, they like it when you get that one right, buddy. They, they do. do. They I talked to Pittman. He approves. You did. I did. You
3: did. All right. Um, it cannot be argued. So don't even try with me. It cannot be argued on numbers alone whether or not Terrell Owens is a Hall of Famer. He's got the numbers, he's a shoe in. He's been, he feels like he's been forced to wait longer than he should to go in. Now, I don't understand the politics of this stuff, but I would imagine that there's some of it. And you can make an argument, bad teammate and this and that. I don't know. I wasn't in the locker room.
0: I believe this is his third year of eligibility, which he's finally getting into. Um, Is that crazy to to, to have to wait to the third one? Well, is it crazy for a guy who's number two in receiving yards of all time and number three in touchdowns of all time to not be a first ballot Hall of Famer? Because I think that's a little crazy. I do. I think T.O. should have gotten in right out of the gate.
3: I don't don't know what the benchmark is, but is it solely on-field stuff, or or do they weigh in character issue? I would imagine they probably do, right?
0: No, because we've talked about this in the past with people from the Hall of Fame, and O.J.'s still in there. You know what I mean? Still
3: in. But I think it's harder to take somebody out than it is to put somebody in. Is from
0: what I can remember having these conversations. This is a a, a hall of on the field accomplishments.
3: Yeah, but isn't it done by sports writers? Correct. So you can't deny the fact that some some negative of feeling about how you know things went down with Donovan McNabb and the spiking of the ball and the popcorn. This has obviously led to guys going, nah, not yet, to right?
0: Yeah, but to me. That feels like, number one, pettiness, and number two, falling down on their duties there. You, as a voter in this, it's not about how you personally feel about a guy, it is, is this dude an elite oh, we performer? Oh,
3: we agree there, I'm just saying, yes, it's wrong, but I believe it happened to him. Okay, okay, right? right. That's wrong, you shouldn't do it, but it has happened to him. Now, I don't think three times up and then getting in is necessarily being slighted.
0: You feel that same way about Joe Thomas?
3: Yeah, if they make Joe Thomas wait three times, I think that's all right, especially for what his position is. Okay, If we got wide receivers with those kind of numbers, and they got to wait three times, if Joe doesn't go in first time, I'm all right with it.
0: There was a bit of a log jam at the wide receiver position that recently broke up with dudes like Chris Carter, Randy Moss, those guys. And now that um, uh, Marvin, Marvin Lewis, or not Marvin Lewis, Marvin Harrison, Harrison yeah. um, now that those dudes have all kind of cleared the way, I think that's what some people have made the argument of, of well, that's why T.O. had to wait, is because he was waiting behind dudes Older than
3: him. I believe T.O. had the ability. I believe he did enough. He's a Hall of Famer. Can't debate it. I you can't take it away from I don't you. think you can. Okay. But he has throughout his career gone about things the wrong way. And this, so he's made a statement about the Hall of Fame induction ceremony, which is coming up pretty fast now. This is a guy I will remind you was on two shows this last week on FS1. He was on Undisputed with Skip and Shannon, he was also on Colin Coward's show. At 44 years old, telling people he still has NFL ability. Not only that, <laughs> he wants Duke Fantone. He thinks he's going to play this year.
0: Jesus, dude. Colin
3: Coward pushed back and said, well, do the Manziel thing, go to Canada." And he said, "No, I'm not Johnny Manziel. I've got NFL ability. I will be on an NFL roster. I can help you." 44, okay. bro. I think you got to temper that. Okay. All right. So let's. But but I do want to tell you that the guy's trying to get back in the league right now, and I think he's going about it the wrong way. I have a quote here from Terrell Owens. There's a longer uh, official statement. You can see it at WRQK.com. I have uh, chosen this particular piece. While I am incredibly appreciative of this opportunity, I have made the decision to publicly decline my invitation to attend the induction ceremony in Canton. I have already shared this information with the hall. After visiting Canton earlier this year, I came to the realization That I wish to celebrate what will be one of the most memorable days of my life elsewhere. At a later date, I will announce where and when I will celebrate my induction into the Pro Football Hall of Fame. Now, Canton, here's what I'm going to tell you. What's that? Get ready for more and more of this. As these leagues give way to the more and more individual idea of the player and you're all your own individual and it's not about the team as much and it's your platform, your expression, as these leagues are letting the players, the inmates run these asylums, Get ready for more and more of this.
0: Well, this is individual accomplishment. This is, at the definition, is your individual accomplishment not what you've done as a team, right? I
3: would agree with that, yes. But what I'm saying is, is we are fostering these kind of mentalities in these leagues now. We're not putting our arms around this stuff. We let people run off at the mouth and say whatever they want and accuse all this stuff. We are losing the shield aspect of this a little. You are going to start to see this more and more and more. But T.O., dude, you had to fight tooth and nail to get in and now you got in and dude i believe you should be in but what was the point of this and i also think you're hurting the wrong people it's not really even the hall you're mad at it's the people who have the vote who you're mad at and you're slighting the wrong people t.o what about your fans who want to come here who want to see this who want to be like yes this is exactly why t.o should be in look we all came here because this is how much we care about this guy you're hurting them and to, to slam the city, I don't get that. I don't get it.
0: I think a lot of people read that as a direct slam on the city. I did not necessarily. As, How'd you take as it? As somebody who, who champions Canton on a regular basis, I'm very proud to live here. I'm very, I'm very optimistic about the future of this city. Um, I, don't, I, I didn't read it as such. I read this as T.O. is trying to put the screws to the Pro Football Hall of Fame. It's got nothing to do with the city. I, 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 I went to Canton earlier this year. You didn't go to Canton, dude. You went to the Pro Football Hall of Fame. Like, you didn't you didn't go around the city. Like, you literally got off on 77 and went directly into the Pro Football Hall of Fame. He has no opinion on Canton. He's never been here. I mean, like, okay, you've been here, but you've never been here. You don't know what it's like. You have zero clue. You have zero perspective on it. You know what's a good—I'll
3: even expand your thought even more. I live here. Been here almost four years. I got to tell you, I didn't feel like I lived here until about a year and a half in. About two years in, of course, you start course. you start having real experiences in here, and then you can like form your opinion. He
0: got off on he got off a of seventy seven, got off on Fulton, turned right into the Pro Football Hall of Fame.
3: Might have got off a couple of times on shore hey, too. You know, the possibility is
0: endless. But. I... I, I I I know a lot of people in Canton are like, screw him! And like, yeah, okay, I guess a little bit. But don't take this as a personal slight against the city because the dude doesn't, he literally knows nothing about the city.
3: I just don't understand. If you think you're, if you really think you're 44 years old and going to get back in the NFL, how do you think this helps you?
0: No, it doesn't. It but, doesn't. But
3: what team's gonna want to touch you when this is what you're doing?
0: I read something. Well, nobody. I mean, you're 44 years old, playing wide receiver, coming back after five plus years off. dude. Nobody's eight. No, eight, eight. eight. Nobody's nobody, hasn't played in eight years. Nobody's gonna touch you. Um, but uh, I read this this morning, and I think that this it was a good point. And it was a uh, reporter from I think it was Philadelphia or one of the teams that he had played with, and it's a slew of them. They talked about how this. Is all he had left to do because he loved playing the victim of "They're not putting me in the Hall of Fame." They're not putting me in the Hall of Fame. They're not putting me in the Hall of Fame. I can go on the sports shows. I can complain about it. It's always going to be a topic of conversation. And
3: they took it away from him.
0: And they took that away from him. And if he just goes, grabs the gold jacket, gets the bust, you know what should be, dude, you are immortalized forever. You are, you are a an all time great in your field. He feels like that's not enough. So by being the first dude to kind of turn the screws on the Pro Football Hall of Fame and say, like, nah, bro, you guys screwed me for two, three years. I'm screwing you. That's, that's, all, that's the only move he had left to keep that T.O. swagger about him. Like, that's all, that's
3: all he could do. You're going to have to give me a second here as, as I'm pulling up modern era. Let me see. Modern era quarterbacks. Modern era wide receivers in the Pro Football Hall of Fame. If I'm, if I'm reading this... All right. Take a guess, Fantone. How many modern era wide receivers... Now, some of these dates are as far back as 1955 calling that modern era. Okay. Okay? How many wide receivers are in the Pro Football Hall of Fame right now? 50. Way less. Really? No. Way less. Really? Way less. Modern era wide receivers, 27. Wow. 27. So I, I tell you that. To show you how exclusive this group is i can hear chris carter already like i can hear him screaming about this chris carter is one of these guys where he you can tell when he talks about being a hall of famer it's very special to him because of what he went through in his career and the alcoholism and like the bounce back and like the redemption story that was chris carter and he when he speaks about the pro football hall of fame like he almost tears up because he feels he always says it's an honor to have that jacket. When he's like the the amount of guys who played in this league that probably deserve to go in, who are never going to sniff the hall. He's like it's a very exclusive group, and I just this this is this is part of Tio's problem. It's just part of his problem. It's always been part of his problem.
0: Yes. But it's also a part of his greatness. It's a part of what makes him who he is. And like with with the good comes the bad, and there's a little bit of a double edged sword when he lives his life like this. But you're not
3: wrong. I, you know what I mean? You're like not wrong.
0: it's it, it, it's a, it's a part of the reason why he's such a dynamic character.
3: People are telling me, take it away, Resend, rescind, rescind no. him in the hall. No, and I don't think you can do no. it. No, I, I, I wh- and, and here's why. I my feeling is that, and I, and uh, there's a little bit of me that I would admit, kind of what you deserve a little bit, you little punk. I would agree with that. Okay, but. I mean, the O.J. bust is in there, bro. Well, you know
1: what I mean. If if, if you don't <laughs> you know? show up
0: to the if you don't show up to the NFL draft, they're not like, well, sorry, you can't play in it.
3: I mean, Joe Thomas didn't go.
0: To right. Draft. I mean, like, come on now, and that's not what it's about. It's not. It's not about who he is at this moment. It's about the greatness of what he did on the field. And he that that I I, I understand the anger. I understand the hurt. But that's the wrong call. It is.
3: Oh, uh, Mike says maybe Tio has other prior engagements somewhere else. It might not be anything to do with Canton or the Hall of Fame. He's legitimately saying it. He's saying I I would I would rather spend what's going to be the best. But one of the best days of my life somewhere else. He's telling you he's making the decision. He doesn't have a pri- what's TO doing. Mike, right, what do you have going on that's like, nope, sorry, can't move it. 44 doing push-ups in the driveway again? Is that what he's doing? Got the got the ESPN cameras out there? There's dude, if you're being inducted into the Hall of Fame, there's literally nothing else going on anywhere. Maybe a birth of a child.
0: I wonder if the lineup that he's going in there with now don't get me wrong is definitely a star but I mean you've got Ray Lewis who I think will be the focal point of all things Hall of Fame this weekend agreed I wonder if that's part of the reason why he was like dude I'm not even going to be the brightest star, star up on that well, stage why am I doing this isn't Randy going in? you got Randy Moss Brian Urlacher Brian Dawkins so like I mean a pretty star studded lineup Ooh, if you what ask a good me
3: year this is going to be this year
0: all really good all great players but like I said Ray Lewis is going to be the crown jewel of all this. I, I, I think that's safe to say and maybe that's a part of the reason why he's like dude, you know what? Nah, I'm good on this.
3: Again, people are going to bring up the Ray Lewis murderer thing right. and I don't remember the facts of the case well enough, okay? But if Ray Lewis is going in and he had been linked to that then I can't keep T.O. out because he's like, Canton kind of sucks. Like, I can't, you know what I mean? Like, I can't do that to him. Again, O.J., dude, Nicole's head was hanging on by a tendon. He damn near decapitated her. People forget that. Like, he damn near hacked her head off. That bust is in there, dude. So if that's going to happen, T.O. saying he'd rather celebrate it somewhere else, I think he's a punk. I think it's the wrong look, and I wouldn't have done it this way. I would accept it with grace because that's just how I was raised. But I don't think it's a good enough reason to keep him out. He's got the numbers you got to put him in. All right. This Caitlin Bennett chick from from Kent State is making waves. And she's got David Hogg in her crosshairs. And I think it's time for David Hogg to stop with hashtags and start stepping up. We'll give you that next on Rock 106.9.
1: We boys brought popcorn. The Stansberry Show. Because I'm about to put
0: on a show. Rock 106.9. Yo, guys, Fantone here from The Stansberry Show, letting you know about the Roll Holt Vision Institute, which is where I had my LASIK surgery done, 2020 vision. That's what I got, and you could be doing the same. And not only am I seeing better, but, dude, my life has gotten better. I'm telling you right now, when you don't have to worry about contacts or glasses every morning, or you don't have to worry about, dude, am I out of solution, do I need to reorder them? 106.9.
3: Welcome back to the Sands Ray Show. We're on Rock 106.9. We're online for you at WRQK.com. Coming up at 9 o'clock, you can text your way into the 2018 iHeartRadio Music Festival. You hear me kind of like exhale, like, ugh, God, why? Uh-huh. And it's because we were talking T.O. Uh-huh. And look, he said, you know, after visiting Canton, I'd, I'd rather, you know, I'm paraphrasing a little bit here. I'd rather, you know, spend my, you know, celebrate my induction somewhere else, right? And we, uh, those of us that live here, we kind of t- took this a little too personally. Fantone had the best argument, which is like, He's using the city's name to say what he means about the hall. He's really taking this out on the hall. And I'm okay with what T.O. ever had to say. I think it's kind of a punk move. It's not what I would have done. I just would have, you know, respectfully uh, would have accepted it. Especially my dad's mom, Josephine was her name. And she was the biggest football fan you'd ever meet in your entire life. She used to bring me down here every year as a kid. She couldn't. It it didn't matter to her who was going in. It was football. They were the greats. And we were going to see it every year when I was a kid. So I would have just been like, yeah, thanks, man. I want to be a Hall of Famer. I'm going in, right? So, But I'm all right with what T.O. thinks. It's the people who live here who were jumping on the bandwagon of, well, he's kind of right. I mean, Canton's kind of crappy with crappy people in it. It's like, well, pipe down, Alliance. Like, you live in in Alliance, so pipe down, right? So there's that. I just, I don't, it's one of these things, no matter where you live, people do it. When I lived in Oregon, people did it, and Colorado people did it, Vegas people do it. It's just like, you knock where you're at. But I gotta tell you, I moved to Canton just over three years ago, and I've seen massive amounts of improvement in those three years, and you can see the next round of improvements coming down the line. And if you can't recognize that, I don't think you're looking close enough.
0: Yeah, I mean, if people want to complain, shocker, 2018, people are just hell-bent on complaining about stuff. Um, I, 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 You know, I, I understand... To's frustrations with the Hall of Fame. I can't lie and say that if I were him, I wouldn't feel the same way. Because like I said, I think dude's the first ballot Hall of Famer. Would I handle things differently? Yes. Um, the thing that kind of, I was looking back on last year's Hall of Fame festivities and kind of like everything that happened that weekend and like what, it was not only for the city, but for like those players and, and, and the person who kind of jumped out at me was Jerry Jones. And Jerry Jones has an ungodly amount of money. I think it was like 40 or 4 billion, 5 billion, something like that we talked about last year. The dude just has an absolute sick amount of money. And it was good enough for him, you know what I'm saying? Like I under not good enough, massively important. Jerry went on a campaign to get in. and 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 remember, he had that Timberlake concert, oh, yeah. and, and and I mean, it was you know, my buddy was at So that. it's not it's not that you couldn't that you couldn't make it what you wanted it to be. You could make the Hall of Fame festivities. You could have the party up. Where, where do you have that party at? Glenmore or something yeah. like that? You could go have the party at Glenmore. You're going to be in town for 48 hours. Once again, this isn't about the city. You can, you could, you could, you can, you know, TTO doesn't really have to go to Canton to come to the Hall of Fame. You don't have to. So, like, it's not a slight against us, guys. This is a pro football Hall of Fame issue that he has here. Don't take it so personal.
3: And Canton, I love you and would love to play Glenmore. Somebody make that happen. All <laughs> (laughs) Um, So Caitlin Bennett is this young woman who uh, she, she got famous because she was like walked on what KSU's campus right after she graduated. She had a gun like, you know, slung over her back and the whole thing. And she, you know, raised a bunch of eyebrows and all that. Right. And um for uh, I can't believe it, but young people and even like high school students are now shaping political debate in this country, which I think is really weird. I, I, I don't care which side of it you're on. I think resorting to 16-year-olds, now. I know she's not, but 16, 17-year-olds, I think it's just weird, right? And, but she's got a new challenge out here, and it's for David Hogg. And for those of you that don't know, David Hogg was a Majori Stoneman, Doug, uh, Majority Stoneman uh, a high school student who uh, obviously they had the school shooting there, and he has since then you know, gone on this whole you know, anti-gun you know, movement, right? And uh, our side of the political aisle has just swallowed him up. We just love him. We just love him. You be our poster boy. That way we get our blue wave. And you can hear me rolling my eyes because I think they're wrapping their arms around the wrong person. And, uh, and, I, and I, I just don't like his message. And I think he's wrong, and I think the facts are against him. And she's now saying, let's do this. Let's arm Russell, David. If I win, we keep our guns. You win, you can have them. Now, she's obviously being a little bit of a jerk here, and she's trying to keep herself in the public eye here a little bit. So I'm going to pivot because I think David Hogg is a coward. And I know what you just heard me say. Oh my God, he was a victim of a school shooting. You're an adult and he's a child and you're calling him a coward. You're damn right I am. And here's why. There is another student who was affected by that very same school shooting who has asked respectfully 10,000 times to debate David Hogg and Emma Gonzalez and the rest of that side on gun control issues. And they won't. Do it. They want to create hashtags. As a matter of fact, David Hogg's got a new one. U Y O U, Y-O-U, triggered. Admitting that how easily they get triggered, which is just ridiculous. You're just playing into the other side's hand. That's how stupid this year, this kid is, right? Kyle Kashuv, and I hope I'm saying that right, wants to debate David Hogg on gun control in America. And he's running, David Hogg is, like a little coward away from, from Kyle Kashuv. And do you know why that is, America? I'll tell you. Because the left side of this is based solely on emotion, and they know it. They know it's a house of cards. They know they don't have the facts. They know they don't have the argument, which is why they're wrapping their arms around a 17-year-old who can stir up your emotion. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Look how cute he is. Oh, my God. Because they know if those two get on a TV and they stand at podiums and they debate this fact for fact for fact and they're held to facts— that David Hogg is going to get smoked, and it won't even be close, and that's why they'll never let that debate happen, because they want the emotion, not the information. This kid has got to stop with the hashtags. If you want to have the debate, bro, step. What do I always say? Stand all the way up or sit the hell down. More Stansberry Show right around the corner. Hang on. The
1: Stansberry Show. All right. I like it. I like it. I love it.
3: Hey guys, it's Stansbury. Obviously, I'm a Stark County resident. I am also a CSE Federal Credit Union member. And right now, all auto loans that are closed in May and June at CSE, you can choose between 90 days of no payments, cash back up to $250, or you could lower your overall rate. With CSE, you can also e-sign your loan paperwork from the dealer, your house, or wherever you happen to be. They're going to send it over via email so you can electronically sign it. And if you do your application online with CSE, you'll never have to step foot inside the brand.
1: Today's no payments means first payment due 90 days after loan closing. Finance charges accrue as of disbursement date. Cashback is valued at 1% of new funds dispersed. Maximum $250. Rate discount is half a percent off the standard qualifying rate. All loans subject to approval. Program rates and terms are subject to change without notice. Other restrictions apply. Federally insured by NCU. Nine.
3: Welcome back to the Sands Ray Show. We're on Rock One Six Nine. You can uh, text your way into the 2018 iHeartRadio Music Festival. That coming up at 9 o'clock. We'll give you your keyword. We have covered on this program... Plenty of strange crime. Really weird stuff. Uh, every now and again, we'll do the Florida files. Florida man's always doing something weird, right? Now this, not necessarily out of Florida. I believe it's Alabama where we're headed. But this is one of the weirdest bank robbery stories I've ever heard. Now, we've seen people go into a bank and like take a note and hand it to the teller. I have a yeah. gun. Don't alarm anybody. Don't tell anybody what's happening on. Just, you know, just, just put the money in, in here and we're going to go. Okay. But apparently a woman, older woman, much older, had told a bank manager, you give me $6,000 out of the vault or I'm going to force sex on you and I'll tell the cops, you sexually assaulted me. You either give me the money or I'm going to me to you. And this got me thinking in the world of PayPal and in the world of that, where, they, where you can like online payment back and forth to people. How soon before this happens? How soon when this just becomes like the new extortion of, uh, of our, of this new generation of these new technologies, how soon is it before you're just sitting in the bar? Before a woman's like, "Dude, PayPal me three hundred bucks, or I'm gonna go outside and I'm gonna call the cops and tell them you just touch me." Because what would you do? You'd be a little bit like, oh, "I mean, three hundred gonna get me off the hook." I mean, like versus the headache of this. I mean, dude, like I know I sound paranoid. But it can't be that long before we're headed there, right?
0: Well, I mean, I guess what's preventing people from having done that? You know what I'm saying? Like, isn't it just Thinking possi- of it? I mean, just, <laughs> it, well, but, I mean, but scamming people isn't something that is new, to, you know I No, what, I what mean? I'm
3: saying is, no, 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 I'm not, scamming people obviously is not new. I'm saying this is, this, I believe that we are going to see a wave of this type of scamming coming soon. This woman was like 70, by the way, I think it was, or something like that. It was something crazy. But, like, she was like, you know, like, you either give me this money or I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tell people you me, me. You me.
0: Uh, you really do have to be crazy to rob a. Bank. It's such a bad idea. Like it is of all the things. It's such an antiquated thought of like, well, I'm gonna go in there and I'm gonna walk out with you know a hundred thousand dollars. No, you're not. No, you're not. No, you're not. I'll
3: give you a perfect example. So, I once upon a time had to go to a bank, and I needed thirty-seven thousand dollars in cash. Is what I needed. Okay, so I went to the bank, and uh, I was in Las Vegas, and I went to the bank and I said, "Hey, I need thirty-seven thousand dollars out of this account, and I need it in cash." You know what the bank told me? No. Give us 72 hours yeah. and it'll be here. <laughs> no, we don't have it. Like... Give us 72 hours. Banks don't keep the kind of money in there that they used to. There's multiple drops a day now. They like do debuts in and out of there three, four times. It's like, dude, people see too many movies.
0: And I mean, there's literally cameras on every square inch of a bank. Like you're walking in there, you're oh, go-
3: well before you hit that parking lot, you're on film.
0: You're gonna get caught. I mean, it's just a, like. I'm not trying to give criminals like, hey, this is what you should do, but like. So you're going to you're going to rob this bank, get your face on camera and you're walking out with two thousand bucks, three thousand bucks, something like
3: that. You're probably better and off knocking over liquor stores.
0: A hundred percent. There's a million different places you'd be better knocking off than banks. Banks is a terrible, I mean, absolutely terrible crime. You're not you're not you're not getting away with it and you're not getting that much money. What going can do two thousand bucks is worth that.
3: I'll tell you right now, you make way more money selling drugs than you would robbing banks.
0: Yeah, yeah, because, I mean, at least there's a little bit of, like, you can pull, stretch it out a little bit longer there. You start robbing banks, you're going to get arrested quickly. I, I feel very rarely does the bank robber make it, uh, you know, hey, never got caught for that one.
3: It's a kidnapping. They always, they've always they always said that the longest distance between any two points is between a kidnapper and his money. And it's just, it, it's like one of these, you're absolutely right. Like, I demonize technology a lot, and I talk trash about it a lot, but when you think about the fact that it's, I mean, it's, not that not that you're going to stop the attempts of this stuff, but you're stopping the successes of these crimes. And maybe that's even enough for if, if it's your money being stolen out of there. But I dude, I just worry, man. Like, again, I, I mean, dude, the gold digger chicks always been out there, but they but before they were only interested in dudes who had a ton of money. This Me Too movement now, you get a girl motivated, dude, doesn't want to work, you know what, I need to get my nails done, I'm at the bar, oh my god, here we are, PayPal me 200 bucks or I'm going to make your life a living hell. Oh, bro, I got to tell you, that's the kind of stuff that keeps me wide awake at night and makes it impossible for me to sleep. You're going to be able to text your way into the 2018 iHeartRadio Music Festival. That's next on Rock 106.9. Dan Stansberry.
1: And his boy, wonder Matt Fantone. At last, two heroes. The Stansberry Show. Rock 106.9.
0: Yo, guys, Fantone from The Stansberry Show here telling you... June 30th is when it all goes down. I am talking about the return of Honor Fighting Championship. That's right. The fastest growing MMA promotion in America returns to action June 30th at the legendary Chaparral's Event Center in Akron. Fight Fest features 17 fights. You are not going to find a better value for your dollar anywhere else in the MMA world. So if you're interested in getting hooked up with some tickets or a VIP experience, all you have to do is visit their website. That is HonorFightingChampionship.com. 106.9.
3: Welcome back to the Stansberry Show. We're on Rock 1069. Before the break, we were talking about uh, this bank manager who uh, had an old woman say, dude, you either give me the money out of the vault or I'm going to me to you. Essentially, I'm paraphrasing here a little bit, but uh, that was her plan to rob the bank. And I had a guy uh, tweet into me. Charles says, was like, yo, man, is like my wife and I were listening. She's a bank manager. On average, a bank robbery ends up being 600 bucks in your pocket. You'd have better luck robbing one of your friends. Yeah, it's not very
0: good money, dude. I mean, like I said, there's just so many other options out there of why, like, a bank is a terrible, terrible decision. It's so, like, what do you think? That, like, there's, you know, big, big bags of money in the back with the money sign printed on them that you're just gonna, you know, they're gonna bring them up to you and be like, well, here you go.
3: Well, I understand that to be a successful criminal, you're gonna have to be somewhat smart, right? But that does not mean you have to be smart to attempt a crime. And I think stupid people just watch TV and go, well, it's going to be that easy. It's going to be that easy. And uh, I think, dude, bank robbery with this much technology in the world, I think is almost crazy. I I mean, it's almost insane. Um, And before long, they're going to take cash out of our hands anyway, and you're not even going to be able to do it. So... I mean, I guess try to get it in while you can, but I think it's a stupid crime, and I think you're going to jail really, really, really fast. Fantone will be watching uh, Game 4 with you guys. He'll be at the Jerseys in Belden tonight, 9 o'clock, on hand with the Canton Charge for uh, Game 4 there. Check him out, Jerseys, Belden. You'll be able to uh, text your way into the 2018. Yeah, Yeah, 2018. 2018, I I, I forgot what What? year it was. 2018 iHeartRadio Music Festival. Oh. And here we sit. I, I got this from a uh, from a news organization. Want to guess what national day it is? I do not know. What is it? Just take a stab.
0: National. It's
3: really ridiculous, and it's something you don't use anymore at all. Okay. You would never use this. Okay, national. It used to be a huge part of your life. You will never use another one ever again.
0: It's a national common sense day. <laughs> b- ziggers, bang, boom. No.
3: no well, okay. I like where your head's at. All right. What is it? I don't know why we need this. Although I don't know why we need any of them. National, I swear to you, according to Cleveland 19, National VCR Day. Now why? Now why? I don't get it. So Cleveland 19 want to know, who still has a VCR? Well, the woman shelter probably, but yeah. like outside of that, like who's got one in their house? I do still
0: have a VCR. Oh my, I do. God. It's a, it's a combo DVD VCR, oh, and well, I probably, okay. and I probably bought it to year two thousand, and it still works. So like, so why throw it away? It's one of those things where I, I it's not even hooked up anymore. Like I have a different DVD player hooked up to the to the TV. You just can't bring yourself. But to throw I'm like, it
3: out? well, I, I mean, what if it I, really works? What, what if I need it? And I'm like, what are you going to well, need it for, dummy? I'll tell you when you're going to get rid of that. You know what I mean? A year probably, two, maybe you'll think about moving and you're gonna have a garage sale and you'll be like, you know what? My neighbors next door they, they need, need it. They don't even cut their grass, they need a VCR. I just I can't even believe we will need this day. I don't know why we're having it, but it does take me back to Christmas morning. Right? Okay. My brother is seven years older than I am. Almost to the day. He was born late April, I'm born late May. Right? But seven years older. Different dads, right? And I remember Christmas morning. We had done like All Christmas, like, you know, we had done like most of our presents, right? And then there was one big box and it was addressed to my brother and I both. And, but they let my brother kind of open it, of course, because he was the favorite. And I was like, you know, the afterthought. And he starts tearing through the paper, like tearing through it. And he's freaking out, damn near crying, screaming, jumping up and down, doing 360s, backflips, the whole thing, Christmas morning, right? There we are on Pirate's Trail in Aurora Shores, and I'm sitting there, crisscross applesauce, looking at my mom like, what the hell is this What thing? is it? I don't even know what it does. Like, I don't know what it does. And like, it took him like 20 minutes to explain to me what the hell was going to happen here. And then my poor dad. And my dad was one of these guys, man. Like, he just, he would get... I'm sure this will shock all of you. He would get angry quick, right? And like you gave him something, and if he didn't totally understand it, he was flipping out right away, right? And it must have been six hours that poor son of a bitch was in there going, I don't know how to make a record, Sue. It just keeps flashing 12 at me. He tried to set the timer on that thing a thousand times. I don't think we ever successfully set the timer on that thing, left the house, and then came home to record a tape. I would have no As a matter of fact, dude, if you brought one of those in here today, I would have no idea. Idea how to
0: do that? Oh, and I'm sure, like kids nowadays, that's just so far, like from what you could even. I mean, you got to think, dude. What was this? Thirty years ago, we're talking about when VCRs kind of made the jump.
3: I mean, I'm guessing when we got ours, it was probably 1985, mid 80s. You
0: yeah. know what I mean? Like that's that's when home VCRs really became a thing. I'm guessing 85. I mean, just just, and I was I I was at my mom's house. I don't know, two weeks ago or something like that, and some old picture, and I saw. Like a TV in the background of the old picture, and it was just like, "Oh my god, dude! Like, how did how did you even watch anything? Like, how did you watch sports as a family on a 24 inch TV with no definition across the room? Right? With like, and you weren't sitting any closer to that no. TV. It's not That's like what I'm doing, saying, right? So like, so 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 you've got like, because there's times you know you look at uh, television now and it's just like jaw dropping. Like, oh my god, look at the clarity on that! But like, how could you differentiate between like Mark Price and Craig ELO back in the day if you were watching it? On that 24 inch, in the, you know, that that, that heavy ass TV. Price like, versus
3: Nance, a little
1: easier.
0: Well, a little easier. Brad Doherty <laughs> certainly separated himself, but I'm saying Craigie Little and Mark Price, you couldn't make out the numbers of who they were and what they were doing. It just had to look like white blurbs on the screen.
3: Now, this. Well, it like a silly question, but are we going to have a VCR revolution? Like, is this going to come back? I mean, vinyl's coming back. The
0: only thing I'll say about that is you can make the argument of vinyl sounds better. You really can't make the argument of VCR looks better. It looks no. terrible. It looks like garbage.
3: Yeah, I mean, the wavy lines. Right. And, I mean, remember, I remember when those things first came out, you couldn't pause and look at what was on the screen. Like if you, like that's how old I am. When you, when, if you paused a VCR in the early generation of those, it was just fuzz on the screen. You couldn't pause it and like, look, look at what was on that. I remember when that te- technology came Whoa. out, I was like, oh my God, we paused Whoa. it and you can still see it. Like that's, oh my God, I feel 3000 years old. So let's send you now to the 2018 iHeartRadio Music Festival. Text this keyword now let's
1: go rock 106.9 is your shot at a trip to our iHeartRadio music festival now text the keyword fun to 200 200 you'll get a text confirming entry plus iHeartRadio info standard data and messages 106.9
3: welcome back to the Sandsbury show we're on rock 106.9 online for you wrqk.com do we still have a pair of Nick Swartz tickets you bet we do all right we'll end the show passing those out okay completely forgot about those a show I believe November Hard Rock Rocksino, we'll get you in. Uh, I ended up taking a day off of work this week. Actually, almost a day and a half. We pulled the show up early on Monday. We were out Tuesday, and I was under the weather. I mean, I was bad. And people who know me in my life will tell you that if I went and saw a doctor and took time off work, I didn't feel good. It takes a ton for me to do either one of those things. I'm just not good at them. Um, I, I probably don't do them enough.
0: Yeah, yeah, I don't think any of us really do. I mean, except for, you know, hypochondriacs, but yeah, it is tough for you to uh, to admit it.
3: it. Well, and especially men. We're kind of sold the, the, you know, the societal pressure of just man up, be tough.
0: Isn't that so weird, though? Then that exists, but at the same time, the concept of the man flu exists. You know what I mean? Like the man cold where it's like,
3: oh, you know. They're such babies when they get yeah, sick. Yeah, and yeah, and we're, we're, we're both things there at the same time. That's absolutely true. I uh, And I'm one of these guys, I don't get sick a ton, but when I do, I really, really get it right and there was honestly on sat it was last Saturday a week from tomorrow uh, a week ago tomorrow and I was like I gotta go I, I, I have to go and I was like you know trying to get my insurance card and the next thing I know I ended up at Altman and again I cannot say enough nice things about Altman they were so great to me got me in and out and the billing department was excellent I mean everybody there was just on top of their game and um, but I like had to go I was like I just I was like oh my god I'd rather die than feel like this any longer but now, I think I want the flu again. Okay. And I think I'm going to travel to get it. Okay. As now in St. Louis, Missouri. Because the flu season has been so bad, they're asking people to stay in a hotel and catch the flu on purpose, and they'll pay you 3500 bucks. And, dude, I got to tell you, I would feel the way I did again this last week for 3500 bucks. They say the newly remodeled hotel is being called Hotel Influenza those who participate are expected to stay at the hotel up to 12 days so they can help research the effectiveness of the flu vaccine. Volunteers okay. will begin their say by getting a flu shot or a placebo followed by a dose of the flu virus. I've never had a flu shot um, delivered through a nasal spray. Um, you'll be watched around the clock for symptoms. The hotel being used for the research project is in the university and yeah, whatever. And, um, I would do this for thirty five hundred though for sure.
0: Yeah, the problem is, is most places you're not going to be able to take ten days off of work or twelve days off of work without losing your job. No,
3: but that's how they're going to get people. Is the, the, do people who don't have a job thirty five hundred bucks
0: <laughs> is a ton of money. Thirty five hundred bucks, a lot of money for, for dude. I'm, I'm fully employed. I thought at one point I had like six jobs, and I'm like, damn dude, thirty five hundred dollars.
3: Yeah, I got two jobs, and I, honestly, if you offer me thirty five hundred bucks, yeah, I would do a lot of things.
1: To make that happen today.
0: Yeah, and I mean getting the flu, I mean, don't get me wrong, that would suck, but at the same time, and I mean yeah, you're going to have to like stay there, which probably I mean, don't get me wrong, you're probably, it's probably a nice hotel, but you're probably going to be like, dude, I want to leave. I want to go somewhere. I don't want to be here for 12 days. $3,500. I'll do it though.
3: Yeah. Oh yeah. For, for that kind of money, I, I would absolutely do it. Before uh, we move any any forward, I want to address this T.O. thing okay. uh, for those of you that didn't hear us talking about it earlier. For those of you that don't know, T.O. is going into the uh, Pro Football of Fame. He he feels as if he's been slighted. They made him wait too long. And uh, I'll read you a portion of his official statement. The entire statement is up at WRQK.com. He says, while I am incredibly appreciative of this opportunity, I have made the decision to publicly decline my invitation to attend the adduction ceremony in Canton. I have already shared this information with the hall. After visiting Canton earlier this year, I came to the realization that I wish to celebrate what will be one of the most memorable days of my life elsewhere. At a later date, I will do it, and I will announce where and when I will celebrate my induction down the road, is what he's going to do. I paraphrase there a little bit. Now, Fantoni felt like had a good argument on why what he said isn't the best look for him versus the Hall. But you don't really, you're not parsing these words so far to take it to, like, a slight against the city.
0: No, just because, like I said, he doesn't really have perspective on it. Now, does Canton have its share of warts and shortcomings? Dude, I could come up with a list a mile long, but T.O., has never really been to Canton. Like, yeah, did he come and go to the Pro Football Hall of Fame? But that's it. He didn't stay in a hotel here. He didn't, He didn't. you know, there was no, like, all right, well, dude, I'll spend a week there and see what the city's really like. He didn't come downtown. You know what I mean? Like, there's no chance that he was, like, cruising around the city. Well, is this what I want to do? Is this where I want to be or not? He's using Canton as a stand-in for the Pro Football Hall of Fame. And he can he can, he can, can slight Canton. If he came out and said, yo, F the Pro Football Hall of Fame, yeah, you're putting me in there, but I'm not coming to your thing, that's when it's like, well, are we going to rescind this? Are we going to take this away from him? If he says, I don't want to do it in Canton, Pro Football Hall of Fame's kind of in a quagmire there of like, well, okay.
3: What I don't want to see happen, and I said earlier that I think you're going to see more and more of this down the road. The, the these leagues are are buying into this everybody's an individual now versus like you're part of like our unit, our group, the shield, this, the team, this. And that and yes, the hall is about personal accomplishments. I get all that. But these leagues are letting the inmates run the asylum now, and I think you're going to see more and more of this kind of mentality.
0: What is the NFL supposed to do here? I mean, they can't.
3: Well, I mean, well, you can't make him. No, but what I worry is You allow athletes to continue to do this, one of them speaks up, then two years down the road, another one, now another one, now another one. And what have I always been saying? This is why you need to buy tickets and go to the Pro Football Hall of Fame right here. Because sooner or later, somebody's going to raise a hand in the back and go, why are we not doing this in New York City? Why is this not happening in Los Angeles? Why is this not happening? Fine, keep it in the Midwest. Why is it not in Chicago, where an original franchise is? I think. Anyway, don't quote me on that, but pretty close, right? Sooner or later, that's going to be the argument. I'm almost shocked that that hall is still here. Thankful for it because I say it all the time. I, Dude, I say it all the time. Self-awareness is so important. I only have this job because the Pro Football Hall of Fame is open. I recognize that. I recognize that actually more than I think some other people in this building might even. I understand where we are in the cog of this thing. It's a very important thing. Now, people have sounded off on Facebook because we posted this story up facebook.com slash Show. The guy says, this is just another tip of the iceberg that's melting. He's unique among, you know, he was great. He's like, but the ratings for the NFL games have fallen for two years straight by 8% in 2016 and 9.5% this last year. That 9.5% number, by the way, is a little large. I don't think it was quite that high. And you got to remember, they were coming off 15-year highs, of NFL ratings you were going to see a decline a little bit anyway this is not about the boycott i've been saying it forever i'll say it again if the boycott were working everybody the people who were telling you the boycott were, was working would show you the list of advertisers that have left the NFL you know how many you know how many advertisers left the NFL over this boycott one it was papa johns and they ran back and paid a coward's fee to get back on you know why because the NFL was the number one TV show on f- 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 five networks last year. Five networks carried their rating over the NFL. This the NFL is in trouble is the biggest lie I have seen in entertainment. What do you think, Phantom? Five years?
0: Um, the thing I'm going to say about that is... I agree with you right now. The NFL is okay, and they've been okay over the past couple of years, and they will continue to be for the past next coming years. Um, There's a perfect storm that was brewing against them when it came to... Well, we're going to protest if Kaepernick doesn't have a job. Well, we're going to protest if you don't start standing for the National Anthem. Well, we're going to stop letting our kids play football because of concussions and CTE and all these different things. Um, but yes, you're still top of the pops. You are, I think it was 37 of the top 50 watched television shows of last year were NFL games. Ooh that by me again. 37 of the top 50 watched television Jeez, programs. Jesus, dude. And you had an additional $1 billion worth of revenue
3: from last year compared to the year before. Here's the big one, yeah, too. It's okay. Here's the big one. Attendance last year 10 year high. As you as people were sending me pictures of empty stadiums all last year and I kept telling you guys, guys, I'm smart enough I'm smart enough to look at your screenshots and you're, and I can look at I can look at the scoreboard and you're showing me these pictures at halftime when everybody's in the bathroom. Dude, I'm not that dumb. Attendance was at a 10 year high, I believe, last year. The NFL is not in trouble. I maintain the NBA is in bigger trouble than the NFL. Everybody laughs at me. But you got one super team in the West and one good player in the East. At least with football, dude, you got tradition. You got your – dude, the Browns are terrible. People are going through the gate every single Sunday. Dude, this is is the difference between the two sports. When the Cavs were winning 20 games, what was attendance like? Tumbleweeds through the queue, bro. Tumbleweeds. And you still had Kyrie Irving. Nobody went. Nobody cared. The Browns have been an abysmal mess for 20 years. They sell games out. The NFL is not in trouble. 37 of the top 50 shows last year, NFL, but the ratings are down? I mean, I guess. <laughs> I mean, I mean, I guess that's possible. Nick Swartz and tickets up for grabs. That's next on Rock 106.9. Good
1: morning. The Stansbury Show. Or the God of your choosing. Best morning ever. Kent's Rock Station. Rock 106.9. 106.9.
2: And all I got to say is it's Friday. And everybody help me say the sinner's prayer. Say, oh, God. Oh, my God. Clint Parker. Melinda Brown Duncan, baby. And Josh Rockin' Roller. A friend of mine said to me the other day, why don't you write a song about all this NFL stuff? So, here goes. It's called "Kick the Dust Up."
1: <laughs>
2: if he were habitual homosexuals, then by all means... Take a hike. I thought I like women! Women,
3: women, women, women! Hell, I like you. You can come over to my house and f- my sister. Wow!
0: It is, other than jazz, it's the only other real American art form there is.
1: There's a dirty little secret. You told
3: Clint Parker to turn around and take off his pants?
1: Yes. And did he? Yes. And I just gave him a couple slots swats. But he got to eat the booty
2: like groceries. You gonna die doing this, dumb ass. Yeah. you f***ing fool? Open your mouth like so give you this milk. Open your f***ing mouth, man. You gotta do you like my two-year-old baby. The truth of the matter is, you were not a good baby. Well, you ain't seen nothing, my friend, until you have a flame coming out of your butthole and you need an asbestos diaper. To be able to keep that flame from burning a hole in your pants, you ain't seen nothing yet. And I don't know nothing about it, but I learned quick, fast, and hurt. You feckless. They call her Melinda Brown Duncan, baby. That sounds like a choice. What?
1: Yeah, it's, it's for real, for real, yeah. I've been drinking. You told me to
0: leave while I'm in my order while you're making out with that slut.
2: Being in the industry with how much... Do you take on your face? Bam, all upside his head. Just slap the gonna make you slap somebody. This is terrible This is the kid. I had to take off my shoes So kiss my black, not okay.
3: Make fun of my
0: nose.
2: They call me ugly. They say I have no friends.
3: Watching other guys that are doing what I want to be doing and I'm sitting on the couch being a loser. It's like the Hall of Shame. Oof. Jeez, T.O., harsh words there. Welcome back to the Sandsbury Show. We're on Rock 106.9. We have Nick Swartz and tickets. Uh, we should also let you know this. Phantom will be out at Jersey's in Belden this evening with the uh, Canton Charge for a watch party for Game 4 NBA Finals.
0: Yeah, very excited here. Um, you know, quite possibly the last game LeBron James plays. And uh, I'm glad to As be... As a Cavalier. Yeah, yeah, I'm glad to be... Well, who knows? Maybe I'll say, you know what? I'm done with it all. Um, but no, I think that's a possibility. Eh, we'll see. I, like I said before, his 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 thing that I've heard recently is he wants to play with his son in The NBA, which obviously would be one hell of an accomplishment right there.
3: And I don't think it's crazy because y- you can get an 18, 19 year old kid in the NBA. It won't be long.
0: Yeah, I think he's 15 right now. So you got to wait four years before he would be eligible to do LeBron it. LeBron
3: will still be a top five player in four years.
0: He could, he, LeBron could be in the NBA for another 10 years plus if he wants to be a reduced role player, but certainly he can be the star of a team for the next four to five years. So, um, you know, win, lose, or draw. Uh, tonight is to be celebrated, in my opinion. And I'll be doing Doing it at jerseys with a bunch of can't charge fans.
3: Now, do you think it's a win? I do.
0: I do. Really? I think think there's a little bit of... So no sweep. No, I think there's a little bit of number one. LeBron does not want that to happen, and I don't think he wants it to happen in Cleveland. So I think there's going to be a little bit of, and you're playing with house money at this point. Nobody expects you to win, so there's got to be some weight off of his shoulders right now. So I think he goes out. I think he goes crazy tonight, and I think the Cavs win. Yeah, I do.
3: I, um, I like half your take. I think he goes nuts. I think he might go for 60, but I think it's in a losing effort. Um, I think the Warriors can smell blood in the water. They know they got more firepower than you, and I think they're going to step on your throat. And you got to remember, Steph had an all-time bad game last game. All-time bad. And they beat you by eight. I think if he's even on a little bit, if he and Durant are even in sync just a little bit, I think this game gets out of hand. But I do believe that LeBron, knowing what the situation is, and understands that his legacy will be defined by this series somewhat or at least this, you know, th- this head-to-head matchup between these two teams over the last few years, I think he will leave it all out there as much as he possibly can. I do believe it will be in a losing effort. I think they get swept tonight, and I hate to say it. It breaks my heart. Um, Cavs are getting five on their home court, and I don't think it's enough. I'm probably going to stay away it, not bet it, although it is Friday. I've made dumber decisions <laughs> over the weekend, so before no, before long I could be on the phone with my brother and be like, dude, run in the Mirage and lay this for me. But I uh, I really do think they probably end up getting swept. Nick Swartzon coming to the Hard Rock a little later this year. We'll get you in. Uh, we'll take caller number 25 right now, 1-800-243-7625 on those tickets. Aside from that, we're done for the day and the week. Be back at it live Monday morning, 6 a.m. on Rock 106. 9. you guys have a great weekend. See